welcome to The Remarkables, Grant Thornton's podcast that seeks to uncover stories about remarkable people doing incredible things for their community, bettering the world for future generations and inspiring others to do the same. Please note that this episode will cover mental health and suicide themes, which can be distressing. If you need support, please go to beyondblue.org or call Lifeline on 13 11 14 for 24-hour free counselling in Australia. I'm Rebecca Archer and today I'm joined by Dan Allen, a co-founder of the social enterprise Trademutt, a brand that aims to reduce the rate of blue-collar suicides in Australia through uniquely designed workwear. Not only is there a workwear brand, but there is also This Is A Conversation Starter, a not-for-profit mental health organisation that is a text and call offering where tradies can access mental health services free of charge. The charity is funded using 50% of the profits made from Trademart. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dan. Really excited to have you on the show and hear more about what you do. No worries, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Looking forward to diving in and having a bit of a yarn. Excellent. Now, Trademart has been established for quite some time. How did it all come to be? This is a long story, right? But I'll try and keep it sharp for you. So basically, um, I mean, I'm a carpenter by trade. I was a carpenter for 11 years before starting Trademart. And I guess the story for Trademart really started when myself and my co-founder, Ed Ross, met on a building site in 2014 here in Brisbane. We were the two newbies on, on site. We were starting working for a builder on the same day together and um, we got lumped together because, you know, we were the newbies. So we were, we were off, and, off and racing and he's from Longreach, I'm from Western Sydney. There wouldn't have been too many reasons why we would have uh, crossed paths, but, you know, something brought us together that day and I think a little spark was lit there. So we formed a great mateship on site. You know, we would get through our days talking absolute nonsense and, you know, one of the things that we used to talk about was why has no one ever changed Hive's workwear? Like, why are we wearing the same stuff to work? Um, and up until that point, it had never been done. And that was just an idea that we just had you know swelling around we kind of thought nothing of it because it wasn't really a logical career progression for us to go from carpentry to workwear but i suppose it was in 2015 when i lost one of my best mates to suicide um, which was the start of the the mental health journey for both myself and ed that was something that came you know really unexpectedly and out of the blue and that was my first experience with suicide and definitely experienced the complex range of emotions following that and I guess it was a bit of a different experience for my, both myself and Ed because at the time, me and Ed were working together seven days a week. We were working for a builder, you know, from 6 a.m. till 4 p.m. and then we'd knock off. So he was kind of my number one support network in those times and he was the one who had to deal with me rocking up to site, just bawling, you know, bursting into tears and, you know, bawling my eyes out when I was processing it all. So it was tough for him as well, but we, I guess we experienced both in different ways. Fast forward probably about a year, uh, as I said, we were working really hard together. We were saving cash together. We wanted to start a business, but we didn't know what it was. But we started to explore this idea of workwear. And we started doing designs and this kind of stuff. They were very poor hand-drawn designs. And it was that kind of point in time where we were kind of meeting people and asking questions. And we learned about this concept of social enterprise. And it wasn't a, a model of business that we were familiar with at all. But Given what had happened, having lost my mate, and given this idea we wanted to create some funky work where the two worlds started to sort of collide and the story started to unfold, I think from that point, we thought, well, if we're going to make, you know, funky, you know, high-vis work where maybe we can use it for something positive and, and help use it to start conversations about mental health. And so that that's what it became, Trademark. It's a social enterprise workwear company by tradies for tradies to make funky eye-catching workwear. They're designed to start conversations about mental health on a daily basis and 
as we say, make an invisible issue impossible to ignore. So that's that's kind of started a whole a whole uh, yeah sort of five and a half years deep now, and um, yeah, we've we've managed to do some amazing things. First of all, so sorry for the loss of your friend. That's an awful thing to go through. But good on you for sort of using that experience for good. And I wonder what it was like for you both going from employees to then mounting this amazing company and then a social enterprise campaign as well. How do you even bridge that gap? Yeah, well, by diving headfirst and just navigating and problem solving along the way. And I think that's probably been our biggest experience to date through businesses at that Business is about persistence and problem solving every day. And I think when that fire burns out, then you probably need to give it a break, you know. And so that's what our story's been. It's just been, you know, overcoming the next hurdle as it comes and asking for help, like reaching out for help, like not trying to do it alone. Like, I mean, our whole philosophy around employing people is, and I don't think it's an uncommon one, but it's, you know, we hire people who are far smarter than us, you know, in areas of business that we know nothing about because we can't do it without them. And we make sure that our you know, our people know that, you know, like we can't be expected to know how to do everything from, you know, design and manufacturing and marketing and sales and that whole world. We've just navigated the whole thing. So it's been a real, you know, journey of growth for both myself and Ed, both professionally and personally. And it's kind of funny, you know, we're in the space of mental health. And I think in that time, we've been on such a deep mental health journey of our own in terms of learning the business of mental health and, you know, the TX counselling service that we've established, but then also the stresses and the hardships that we face personally through the business journey and the support that we've had to to get outside of here to be able to, you know, help help manage ourselves through that. So it's been a real, real journey. So Dan, can you talk to us a little bit about the mechanics of your charity? How exactly does it work? So the name of our the, the organisation is called TX, right? So that's derived from across the back of our um, shirts emblazoned across our work where this is a conversation starter. So then we yeah we should, so we sort of bridge that divide there. So it's called TX, which comes from this is a conversation starter. But the mechanics of TX, how it actually works. So we run a non-profit business and we run it just like a business. You know, I think sometimes the word charity can be a bit misconstrued and. I think it's, you know, can be associated with rattling tins for, for you know, donations and having volunteers running the whole thing. But that's not what TX is. TX is a professional service and, a, and it's a non-profit business run as such. So we've got a team of counsellors who are all qualified counsellors. They're not all full-time, but they're all employed, yeah, on a permanent basis. So, and we've got a lean team, we've got a lean management team of our partnerships, head of partnerships manager and our clinical and governance manager, and then myself and Ed, who are sort of over the top as, as directors of that as well. So we want to make sure it's a nice lean model and that, I mean, we highly value a donated dollar. So we're incredibly tight, I guess, with how we spend that money because we want to make sure that, you know, donors get return on investment. So. That's a big thing for us. Are there any other mental health charities in the space that do what you do? I sort of can't think of any. Nothing springs to mind. And I'm wondering as well, how many people have you helped and what's the sort of feedback that you get when people realise that this service is actually out there? In terms of are there the question about are there other charities out there, or non-profits doing it like us? It's hard to, I, I really can't answer that question. In terms of the service we provide, no, I can guarantee that our, our we've, we've got incredibly high quality of care. Um, we've got a few differentiating factors that we really saw were gaps, you know, in this market that needed to be filled. 
you know, like speaking to the same counsellor every time, no need for referrals. It's obviously it's obviously free but professional. And what was the second part to that question? Oh, just the sort of feedback, the, the number oh, the of people feedback, you've helped yeah, and, so, and the feedback. So we took our first call on the 8th of June 2020. We had, at the time, we had one psychologist and we had a CEO. The person who called uh, TX that day was a builder on a construction site here in Brisbane who was experiencing a panic attack. He knew about Trademark. He was jumped on the website. He found his way through to TX and that was our first call. Since that day, we've supported almost 17,000 individuals who, yeah, who, who need counselling services. And, and, and the average number of sessions that any one of those individuals is having is four sessions. So they're actually engaging with the process of not just, you know, coming and doing it once and then and then buggering off. They're actually coming back and and doing it so you know that's awesome and the number one reason why tradies are calling our service is for relationships that's the that's the number one identifying symptom and then obviously the, you know these individuals work with our counsellors to help sort of unpack you know what's going on underneath and do you think that the knowledge about the service is very much word of mouth oh look i you know i called this service and it was really great or how is the word getting out there so that's our goal completely to be you know, the mental health support service that the people tell their mates about. That's our vision at TX, you know, and that is a that's a huge measure for us because that means two things. If people are telling their mates about it, it means the quality of care is such that they would tell other people about it. The other reason why that's important is once people are telling their mates about it, that's actually bringing down those social barriers to talking about actually seeking help, not just talking about needing to talk about mental health, but talking about your experience of seeking help. And do you think that that sort of stigma around not talking about your feelings has changed and is continuing to change? It sort of tends, I think, to be one of those industries where, you know, it's quite male dominated. People might not feel very comfortable being vulnerable and expressing their emotions about things that are going on in their life. How different do you think it is now from even, say, five or 10 years ago? And do you think it will continue to get better? I think, yeah, we're making huge, massive steps. I mean, I was only having this conversation yesterday with with one of our staff members and I, I look at like, you know, are you okay day and when that started and, and that just started as an idea of, you know, let's have a day to, you know, have conversations and like, you know, organisations like those guys have paved the way for, you know, so many other organisations as well to pop up and build off it and start filling, you know, the gaps, you know, you, you know, where that, you know, where they need to be filled. And, and so the evolution is happening, you know, it's, it's happening fast. I think in terms of the, the notion of people talking about their feelings, I think like sometimes even just phrasing it or framing it as just talking about your feelings can be almost a bit of a turn off in a way, because I think like guys, you know, particularly in our cohort or men and women, but, you know, particularly the blokes, you know, find it hard to find those avenues to, to open up. But once you sort of open those floodgates or provide that pathway to have a conversation, uh, things generally pour out of them. So we see that, you know, a lot with our shirts, we hear stories on a daily basis about shirts on building sites, helping start those conversations. And, and then, you know, we've got the TX service behind that as well. So if you have a conversation on a site and, you need that further support, whether it's for you or for a loved one. We've got TX there to, to be able to back that up too. So, yeah, it's, it's just about, you know, continuing the push, continuing trying to lead by example, trying to show people how to do it and just doing it yourself. And then, you know, everyone will just start to kind of cling on and, 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 and get on board. 
What do you think is the best way to start a conversation about this? If you're noticing that a colleague on a work site is maybe a little bit quiet, sort of going into themselves quite a bit, how should someone approach that person and sort of see if they're okay? Oh, I mean, there's any number of ways that you can sort of strike up a conversation. Obviously, time and place is crucial, you know, and and, and tone and the way you approach someone. Like, you can't, you know, you got to understand that, you know, like if people are down, you know, they actually don't want people dragging stuff out of them. They probably just want, you know, a, an opportunity to in a safe space to open up, you know, for them for that to happen naturally. So I think tread tread lightly is is the key and also you know don't go don't go in gun ho trying to trying to fix the problems but there's heaps of ways now that you know you can spark up a conversation with someone like a simple if you, you know it's, if it's a colleague who you're sort of close to you might have their number like a simple text message you know something like that that they can read or you know, just an invitation for you know a coffee or something sort of after hours or even smoke out together you know what i mean anything like that and i think one of the best ways is talking about your own struggles and your own challenges that you've had you know and your own experiences to help sort of you know bring down those barriers to someone else opening up about their own um, journey as well. What advice would you maybe give Dan to someone who is struggling right now and might be listening? Oh look for anyone who's struggling right now you know and that's listening is I get it I get how hard it is you know when you're actually sort of in that you know that headspace and, and people can you know say throw away things about call this number or call that number but, you know, I think it's about trying to find one positive thing that you can do for yourself, you know, just one positive thing, whether it's reaching out to, a, you know, a friend or a loved one, whether it's picking up the phone and, and having a yarn with a TX counsellor or, or, you know, a colleague or, you know, or even if it's just going outside and, and going for a walk and, and, and getting some fresh air, you know, just the small things that you can do for yourself just to kind of help improve that mindset and that frame of mind each day are really powerful and then be forgiving I think forgive yourself you know for feeling the way that you feel I think it's um you know everyone's dealing with a lot out there and uh, and we're only human and all we want to do is to be able to create you know avenues for people to go down and, and places to go when they do decide to seek help so yeah TX is always there and we've got a great team of counsellors um, that we get really good feedback on so yeah. I imagine you mentioned that you got your first call on the 8th of June in 2020. So we're talking about sort of three years ago and the pandemic was certainly a time when tradespeople were some of the only people who were really getting so much work that they didn't know what to do with it, which I imagine could be quite stressful trying to manage all of the commitments you've got and also, you know, protect yourself and your family against the the pandemic that was out there. How much do you think the advent of the pandemic actually affected people who were working in trades roles? Well, you're right. Like the tradies were continuing to work during that time. You know, I think it was a, lo- a lonely time really in those mornings seeing all the tradie cars out on the road. There's only tradies on the road, you know. So, look, I think the whole community, you know, blue collar or otherwise experienced some some major life changes in that whole period. It was very destabilising. And I think whether you were still working or not or whether it was access to information or being unsure about the future and this kind of stuff, it was an incredibly destabilising time for a lot of people. And that had, you know, flowing effects in, in, in all areas of life, right? And I think when your foundations are fundamentally rocked, you know, it can have massive impacts on, on yourself and your identity. So it wasn't just the tradies out there, you know, who were who were working. And I mean, they, they were they were experiencing crazy conditions in the building industry as well, and still are, you know, with the cost of building materials and access to labour and, and this kind of stuff. So a whole range of challenges coming out of COVID. And um, 
again, you know, we really promote the TX service as being there for people to proactively use. It's not a crisis support service. We're an early intervention counselling service. We're encouraging people to reach out early. So sometimes you might not have the identifiable, you know, symptoms or, you know, the typical symptoms that people talk about, you know, when it comes to mental health. And that's okay. We want people to reach out to TX early, find out what it's about, find out what it's like to speak to a counsellor, find out the reasons why you might speak to a counsellor and just have a yarn. That's um, incredibly powerful. Have there been any moments in this whole journey, and I'm thinking specifically of the TX work that you've been doing, that have really stuck with you? Some You did mention that first call that you got, but over the years, have there been instances where you've had feedback or talked to someone at an event perhaps, and it has just really stayed with you what your service has done to help them? Yeah, I'm just thinking right now there's actually so many stages along the way different stories that you hear probably the most recent one i'd say was at the trade expo here in brisbane a young apprentice came up and had a yarn with me and ed and you know he said to us and guys like i just you know really want to say thanks and then he you know went on to tell his story about how only 12 months earlier he'd seen his father pass away and that completely rocked his life rocked his world and destabilized his foundation as well He'd reached out to TX and was booked in for his eighth session with one of our counsellors, but it was just the way he was talking to us. I mean, he was talking to us so casually, just like you would at a pub, right, which is what we want. That's how we want people talking to us about mental health and, and reaching out for help. But, you know, he just couldn't have been more grateful because there was just no way that he would have been able to afford a service like that, counselling like that, you know, if it wasn't free. So that's exactly the reason why it exists to be able to get to, you know, the most vulnerable people in the community to, to make sure they know there's someone there. So, I mean, that was just sort of three weeks ago, right? But, you know, there's countless other stories that we've, you know, heard and received um, over, over the years, which, yeah, almost it's almost overwhelming at times, to be honest. Like, we've actually really had to almost put up a shield at times in a way for us to be able to protect ourselves really from the emotional magnitude of some of the stories that we do here. So, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's an incredible, incredible scene. Now, Dan, I know that you must be busy. You've got so much on your plate, so much to be across. But uh, before we wrap up, I'm wondering, is there anything in the works later this year for Trademark, any cool projects or initiatives that you've got in the pipeline? We do. We do have some very cool projects in the pipeline, but I can't talk about them. I can't talk about them just yet. They're under lock. They're under lock and key. Uh, but two large national activations that will be happening um, at the end of this year and then the beginning of next year, which we're really, really pumped about. So, yeah, all I can say there is watch this space. But in the meantime, you know, our priority here is to make sure that, you know, at a business front, you know, with both Trademark and TX, We've got all the right people in the right spot. All our people are sort of looked after and feel supported to be able to, you know, continue to grow and scale the the, the project that we've got going on here. You know, we're expecting large growth in TX, you know, later this year and into next year. So it's really about making sure we've got all our ducks in a row and everything's, you know, Mickey Mouse because actually there's a lot that goes into running a mental health support service. I can only imagine. Well, look, if people are wanting to find out more about what it is that you're doing or to follow your journey, what's the best place for them to come and find you? Trademark and both TX are all over socials, so TX, T-I-A-C-S. 
and trademark. Do I need to spell that one out? That's M-U-T-T like a dog. And obviously, yeah, just check out the websites. We've just launched a new TX website, which is great. So yeah, and if anyone wants to reach out to, to myself and Ed directly, the best way is through the trademark website and just in the contact us form and that'll get filtered straight through to us. So yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, yeah, feel free. And then of course, if anyone wants to contact TX and find out what that service is like, please, you're not taking it away from anyone else. There's no one more important who needs it more than you. So ring the number, connect with a counsellor, find out what it's like to chat to a counsellor, have a yarn. You never know. It might just help you. You know, it might just make you feel a bit better. So the number for TX is 0488-469-88. Dan, thank you so much for your time. It's been amazing to speak to you today. No dramas. Thanks so much, Rebecca. If you liked this podcast and would like to hear more Remarkable stories, you can find, like and subscribe to the Remarkables podcast by Grant Thornton Australia on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a review or some ideas on who you'd like to hear from next. I'm Rebecca Archer. Thank you for listening.